0: I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
4: You heard it. I'm RJ live, coast to coast, six o'clock Eastern and three o'clock here in Vegas. We got an action packed hour for you on Thursday, a special Thursday trade deadline recap. Hey, Podcasts are cool, but this is live radio, no delay, no outdated conversation. All the news at our fingertips to dissect. We got the right guys to do it in studio. Steve Fezzik, Brad Powers, they're the pros who know. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. My personal promise: we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You can't have pros. Without Joe, though, he is Jonas Knox.
3: Always good to be here, RJ, on Fox Sports Radio. And here on Straight Out of Vegas, we saw the NBA trade deadline come and go. It ended at 3 Eastern Time, noon Pacific, earlier on Thursday. And the big news is is that there was no news regarding Anthony Davis. He is still a member of the New Orleans Pelicans. Thus, the Lakers unable to pull off the trade that they had been trying to get done all throughout the course of the week. So, RJ, what is the Vegas perspective on the Lakers now that they move on without Anthony Davis?
4: We're going to take advantage of the roundtable here, right? We're here in Vegas, and we've got a pro to my right, a pro to my left, Jonas, voice of the fans in L.A., I disagree with almost everybody I've heard about the Lakers and the way things have gone. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a full segment debate. I'm going to let everyone have their say and then one by one shoot it down. And and I won't do it with maliciousness, just with the uh, welfare of the audience in mind. So Steve Fezzik, we're going to let you start out. NBA originator, which means you make your bets in the NBA mostly from your own take. You have an amazing network of bettors that you trade info with, but you originate in the NBA and NFL. That's your two main sports. I'll let you – there's a lot of entry
5: points to this conversation. Pick and choose, dealer's choice, main take. Stick a fork in the Lakers the rest of the year. I think they will be overvalued by the marketplace. It's a team, RJ. So let's be clear.
4: One of the things that we've got to do, you can be, you know, remember in The Godfather where Vito, the Don said, women and children can be careless. A man can't be careless, right? Is regular talk show guys, they can be careless. They can use sloppy words, sloppy logic, sloppy logic, lazy logic will lead to losing in our business in Vegas. So it's our job. The listener, they can lean back, relax, we'll, uh, we'll delve in, we'll deal it out, we'll figure it out. You know, Maybe you'll agree with this, maybe you won't, but we're not going to be lazy. So when you say stick the fork in the Lakers, you're talking about betting them or not betting them in individual games.
5: Correct. And okay. I, I am looking to bet either against them or to pass the rest of the year, I don't believe the marketplace is going to reflect enough the bad chemistry of this team, a bunch of players feeling that they were expendable at the trade deadline.
4: Okay, so in your mind, the Lakers are going to be overrated, not where they're going to lose every game, but hey, over the course of many games, if you fade them, you might win 55, 56%. So you won't do it every game, but you'll do it often. Correct. Okay, so let's agree to the following. If you are accurate in that thought, if it ends up being the case, that's valuable for the guys playing NBA daily in February. Not a majority of our audience. So what we'll do is we're going to talk Lakers-Celtics at the end of the hour and actually give a free pick on the game. So let's set the whole concept of day-to-day picks, uh, Lakers or anybody, aside except the fact there might be value there. We'll address it end of the hour during the pick segment of the show. So other than that, let's look at it from the Lakers' perspective. Your big fist-pounding proclamation, how does that hurt the Lakers? If the Lakers don't cover the spread, it doesn't really hurt them, right? No, it doesn't. All right, so what is the consequence for the Lakers? It seems like the sense is the Lakers have lost something here. What have they lost?
5: Well, I think they've lost their opportunity to compete for a title and even for the playoffs this year. There's going to be an evaluation. So you felt
4: like if they had gotten Anthony Davis for the price that was being offered, in fact, even for the price that was turned down, if they have gotten Anthony Davis,
5: you think they were competitive for the title? They had a possibility to be competitive. So give me some odds. Well, I did before. I said if they made the playoffs. No, No, no,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. What you did before, we assumed they would give up three of their six viable players, right? Yes. And now the offer that was turned down was like eight of their eight viable players. So your old numbers don't really apply. So with the trade that was turned down, what do you think the odds of the Lakers winning the title if it were accepted, had been accepted by the Pelicans, where do you put the Lakers' odds? 30-1. to All right, so 3%. Yes. So what they've given up is a 3% chance to win the title. Yes. The Lakers. Okay. Anything else? No. So really, you're saying the Lakers have lost almost nothing. In terms of
5: titles expected to win the next five well, years, what else correct. is there? What yeah, else is there? You're right. They've lost nothing.
4: Hmm. Okay. Doesn't seem too convincing.
5: They've lost the possibility to make a legitimate
4: run to the playoffs, too. Uh, and now that's interesting. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Just mowing down the descent. first one's about there's a tim- we should get a timber sound effect here. <laughs> we'll see what Brad or Jonas has. So, Brad, how you you got something? I got something. Oh, interesting. Here's the question. If LeBron James went, let's say, into the second round and lost in the uh, you know second round of the Western Conference, what does that gain the Lakers? Because let, let me walk through it quickly. On one hand, you would say, wow, the team gets used to going into the playoffs. And uh, I guess that's it. It's reps. It's experience. To me, if you kind of weigh LeBron James and the mileage on his legs with like almost zero chance to win the title against getting experience for players that Magic has now made clear are not part of the future of the Lakers... I'm just not sure there's, I guess there's playoff money to be made from tickets, but it's a a rounding error, it would seem. So I think usually getting playoff reps is very important. I think what the Celtics did last year and advancing as far as they did was hugely valuable. This just feels like a different situation to me. Do you want to really strongly counterpoint that?
5: Well, it's a unique situation because had they made the playoffs, they'd be facing Golden State in the first round. And I don't know if that would be a positive or a negative to run into the first Yeah, but training. we don't
4: know for sure that they uh, wouldn't got the seventh seed. It would have been really difficult. The way so we're, we're acting like there's no chance of them <laughs> making it. What's the odds of them making the playoffs, the Lakers, right now?
5: Currently, the latest number, 25%. Okay, so you're acting like it's past tense, but you're saying it's it's one and four. Yes, but I would but I would love to bet against them making the playoffs.
4: So you think it might be even? I don't know, twenty one percent. I think
5: it's more like fifteen. Wow,
4: you just think that. So you're saying that five thirty eight is where you're getting the number? Yes. So they've got their Elo algorithm and all that, but you just think at a glance their numbers off by like almost fifty percent.
5: Wow! Yes, I do. You must. I do.
4: It must be easy for you to win. I mean, it. I mean, you could just glance at algorithms and think they're wrong, not by enough to bet it. But, like, you know, you should cut that number in half. You'd be closer
5: there, uh, buddy, with your slide rule and your calculator. Well, anyone who wants the Lakers at 6-1 to one to make the playoffs. Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. No, no okay. I, <laughs> get, I mean, it's easy to say that. You know no one's going to take it. So I, I can tell you feel backed against the corner. So I'll just say uh, we'll let the audience decide who won that. I, I won't make any great commentary. Oh, wait. I, I, guess <laughs> I, I guess I'm saying I won. All right, Brad Powers. Now, college is your specialty. So, you know, I'll be easy on you initially. Make your case.
6: All right. So, I mean, the Lakers' ultimate goal here is to win a title. But the reality was the Lakers... In the the
4: next five years.
6: Next five years. But the reality was the Lakers, no matter what they were going to do this year, probably weren't going to win the title this year. So, to me, the, the major goal for the Lakers is getting that next piece alongside of LeBron. And I thought this whole season was about this upcoming July. Not anything that happened during the season... But what happens? Can they get that next piece this upcoming July when the free agent market really opened up for them? So to me, yeah, this season kind of looks like a loss, but big picture, I don't think the Lakers have lost that much, RJ. What have they lost? Because here's the thing
4: to me. Everyone's saying, oh, who looks really bad is clutch sports. What What? what re- looks really bad is the Lakers front office. And Colin today on the herd was – you know, get off of TMZ, don't email bloggers, don't think about your brand, like kind of talking to Magic. All right, come on. Talking to Magic about brand (laughs) and saying (laughs) the idea that there's some big, huge loss here. And and, and then the phrase being used by Colin was, uh, the Lakers got played. Well, listen, I can promise you something. I could walk up to someone that has a jalopy out in the parking lot of our offices. And luckily we're in a nice part of town, not a lot of jalopies, but let's say I could go to a a jalopy neighborhood and (laughs) a jalopy-esque neighborhood. And I could offer them a million dollars in cash for their car. And they could look at me and go, no way, buddy, you're not hustling me. Now, at that point, you can't win... With that person. I'm not sure the Pelicans made a bad move here. A lot of people are saying, I heard, uh, I think it was Mannix on Colin saying, well, you know, when Boston gets in it, maybe the Knicks get in it in the summer. Who's to say? But the idea that the Lakers got played, I get it. Maybe the talk radio, you know, gibbering and jabbering, because they, you know, shows need something to talk about. But to me, it was a free roll. Meaning, no one expected – and if we would have said a month ago, will Anthony Davis be on the Lakers, the answer would have been – Jonas, let me ask you. month ago, will Anthony – if it, the question were asked, will Anthony Davis be on the Lakers, what would you have said? No. Yeah, but percentage-wise, oh. 8%, 5%? 10%, I guess. Mm. I'm, not good, I'm not good at putting a
3: percentage on it, but I would yeah, say no. Yeah, so a long shot. Yeah.
4: Okay, I agree. So, somehow – through, if we want to, I don't know the definition of collusion and all the the union stuff, but somehow, some way, clutch sports, it would seem. Anthony Davis, it would seem, it got to be where there was a decent chance, a twenty or thirty percent chance, that the Pelicans would have said, "You know something, we don't want this to drag out." You know something, he's, you know, we've treat. He's been here a long time. He's got a lot of fans here. Football's our main priority anyway. Let's let the Lakers have them. And, hey, we'll take three players and a couple drafts. It could have been a fire sale at that point. And I'm not saying 100%. I'm not even saying 50%, but some real percentage, 20 or 30%. And then if it didn't happen, if it played this way, no, I'm not taking a million for the car, dum-dum. It's like, oh, God, you just played me. No. You just put yourself in a worse situation. I'm not sure the Pelicans did that. But I know the Lakers had almost zero to lose, and I think they've lost almost zero. And I think they had a ton of upside. And, Fez, if I told you pick any game tonight, and if it wins, I'll give you $10,000. And if it loses, you don't owe me nothing. If the game loses, did you make a mistake? No. In the pick, you might have made a mistake. Did you make <laughs> yeah. a mistake rolling? It's a free roll. It's I love a it. free roll. I feel like the conclusion here is, the only conclusion is the Lakers had little to gain unless they made a play. They made a play behind the scenes, and after the play was made, they had a real chance to gain, and they had very little to lose. When we come back, I'm going to give everyone a last chance to show me, to convince me that I'm wrong. He's
3: RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm
3: Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, coming up here in just a couple of moments. You will have your opportunity to weigh in on the trade that didn't go down for the L.A. Lakers.
4: Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you right now on The Strip. It is 48 degrees. And the neon is
2: pumping.
3: So, guys, we've been talking about Anthony Davis, not a member of the L.A. Lakers, a trade that did not get done. He is still in New Orleans with the Pelicans. So the conversation we were having was about Magic Johnson, the Lakers, LeBron, and the status moving forward this year for the team.
4: Yeah, and i got to be honest, I'm feeling pretty bold right now. I mean, I gave everyone their best shot. Didn't even really get gray. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open it up to the nation. All right. I'll make my case. And if you disagree, remember, guys, succinct, to the point, 30-second max. I don't care if you're giving us your pin number. If you're halfway through at 30 seconds, you're getting cut off. So clock yourselves, 877-996-6369. Toll-free call in. That's 877-99-ON-FOX. And on Fox is 66369. Okay. Here's my point. The Lakers didn't gain anything. The Lakers lost nothing. Colin's saying, oh, it looks bad. Who cares? It's Magic Johnson. Looks bad. Can you imagine in two years? Imagine the following. Two years from now, three years from now. Let's say Magic succeeds, LeBron succeeds, they have their title, they're handing out the trophy, and then the commentator says, yes, this seems exciting, but recall, recall if you will, February 2019, the embarrassment when they tried to make a trade for Anthony Davis, but it didn't happen, Magic, this is partial redemption, come on, come on, what does it mean? I'm Magic Johnson. You know how many finals I've been in? (laughs) He has the equity. Magic does. It means nothing, this embarrassment. So what else does it mean? Oh, it's a sign of, well, another lost season for LeBron. No, this whole season was a lost season for LeBron, and he knew it coming in. Unless things fell exactly right with Paul George or whatever could have happened, once the tip-off happened of the season, I'm not sure there was any real scenario they were going to be the Lakers' real contenders this year. And, Fez, you said it. Even if the Anthony Davis trade would have happened for the Lakers' offer, something the Pelicans said no, no, no to, you give, what, a 3% chance the Lakers to win the title this year? Yes. And Brad, you had a good point about even if the trade happens, you wouldn't have been higher in the Lakers, which I think feeds to Fezzik's point about the 3%.
6: Yeah, I think it would have taken at least 10, 12, 15 games of integration for the players to get used to playing with one another. If that was the case, if it took that much, that's half the remaining rest of the season. Would they have even made the playoffs at that point?
4: Agreed. So getting him now, though, to continue with my point that I'm standing strong with, getting him now would have helped that integration between LeBron and Davis for next year, would have set the scene for this summer to make whatever deals they wanted with two of the four best players by Fezzik's account in the NBA together in L.A., I mean, Davis could have figured out the nice clubs to go to. It could have got all that out of the way in LA. Jonas, maybe he would have taxed and said, Hey, you got some time. (laughs) You would have been, you would have helped out, right, Jonas? No, of course.
3: I mean, you know, I'll I'll show them where to go, when to get out, best routes to take. uh, Exactly. TMZ where they hang out. Yeah, I'd have them all. If you
4: want to avoid them, if you don't. So it was a free roll that was engineered, orchestrated by the Lakers or more specifically, probably Clutch Sports, the management, which was, let's rattle the cage, see if the Pelicans freak out and make a bad deal with the pressure on. And if they don't, we're right where we would have been anyway with the current team. Now, we're taking calls if you think I'm wrong. 877-996-6369. We're only letting through worthy calls. It's got to be someone as sharp as Fazic, maybe for 30 seconds. Faz, I mean, do you want to just like just say, you're right, RJ? God, I didn't even see it, but after you said it, or do you want to one last kind of gasp as you're falling?
5: One last gasp here. I think the Laker youth is discouraged, and I'm worried they're going to be discouraged not just this year, but the ones that remain next year. Kuzma, Ingram, Ball, Hart, they thought they were going to be Lakers maybe for life. Now they know they're expendable. We saw that lack of effort in that must win game against Indiana. I think that's going to continue, at least for the rest of this year.
4: And I say, you're right. And I say, good. Magic says good. Why? Let's figure out who really has intestinal fortitude. Let's figure out who is an adult here, right? Is what would you do as a, you know, mid-50s fellow is if I said, hey, Fez, I'm trading you to ESPN, what would you do? Would you start crying? Or would you say, hey, it's a business, and you know something? If I said, Fez, I'm thinking of trading you to ESPN, and you say, no, no, I've heard about that place, what would you do? Would you act up, or would you think, hey, RJ, why were you thinking of trading me? Because what can I change? Hmm.
5: How would you respond? If you hadn't traded me yet, I'd look to improve. If you had traded me, I'd be like Charlie Sheen in Major League. I would – you I'll stick it to you. Yeah, for but the if idiots. Magic, if Magic
4: yeah. trades him, he thinks they're not they, right. they don't
5: have the ability
4: to enact revenge. So to me, I'm not sure exactly who is gonna play well and who isn't. But boy, that seems like almost like a type of boot camp test. Trial by fire. Let's figure out who and if you can keep half the guys, let's say there's six talented guys, you've three of them end up stepping up. The other three are the ones that go on the block. When you got Lonzo taking the Lakers uh, logo down from his social media, it's like, hey, way to get ahead of yourself there (laughs) because that's where it's headed, buddy. (laughs) All right, Jonas, now you're the call screener, the ultimate judge. Do we have any worthy calls? Now we've got three.
3: All right, we've got three right here. I'll be the three, judge of that. Now, there's, there's a thousand phone lines here. We have many more calls than that. But there are three that I'm confident in, and hopefully they don't make me look like an idiot. We will start in Montana, where Max is listening here on Fox Sports Radio. Max, go ahead.
0: Hey, what's up? Yo, the Lakers, my point is I think they lost a lot. Because before LeBron got hurt, the team was kind of rolling. There was chemistry. They were playing good. Now it's total disarray. you got people sitting apart on the benches. you got people not helping each other up after they fall on the court. The team chemistry is ruined. It's like a cancer there now. I think they actually lost quite a bit by this whole fiasco.
4: Okay, so I think he's making a good point, except we got to define what the ultimate goal would have been for the Lakers. So what I've heard a bunch early this week was, hey, before LeBron got hurt, the Lakers were fourth in the West. Now, it feels like to me that was about their limit, right? That was their ceiling. I agree. So I was impressed with the fact they were fourth in the West. And let's give them credit, right? But that isn't where they were headed, right? Magic wants to win a title. LeBron wants to win a title. So if you got to shake up the can a little bit, and if half of it spills and the other half you say, man, I can trust this half, that seems to be more valuable, finding that out now. Yeah, Listen, the Lakers are going to sell out with LeBron. It's not about selling out. It's not about TV ratings. They're going to be fine. Right? If anything, we're talking about the Lakers more than ever. So I think if you felt like this team was a championship team in the making, as it was constituted or as it is constituted, then it would have been a mistake to shake up the can. It wasn't. A ch- Does anyone think that team was a championship team? No, no. So shake up the can. Free roll and trial by fire with the remaining players, and that fire is going to be the rest of this season. And then the off season, you know who's expendable, you know who ain't. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas, waiting for someone to land a glove. Jonas, anyone else?
3: Zach is in Missouri. Zach, you're on Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a big mistake that they traded I I just didn't even. I thought he was one of the more promising up-and-coming centers. Also, uh, I think they lost a lot kind of really just by rattling the young players. I don't think uh, I don't think Ingram's going to try anymore. I don't think Lonzo is uh, – I don't think, you know, how emotional he is. And um, I, just, I just don't think they have it anymore is making any push into the playoffs. And uh, I'd be surprised if they got a seventh or eighth seed, to be honest.
4: Okay, I agree with that, right? I mean, even by the, the goofy, according to Fezzik, 530, the PhD scientists there, even their goofy algorithm says 25%. I think it's a little bit lower than that. So it seems like this all comes down to the disruption of the young players. And to me, that's a good thing. And it also comes down to the idea of, oh, maybe they could have made a playoff run I'm just not sure more reps for LeBron without a real title, title chance had a ton of value. Now, if you had players that you felt confident were going to stay, let's say three of the six are going to stay, whereas you think they're really part of the future, then a title run would have been or even a couple rounds of the playoffs would have been good, except now we see they were willing to trade everyone. So Magic is telling us there's really – these players are expendable, disposable, whatever you want to call them. So getting them reps in the playoffs just would have helped the team they end up on later. <laughs> all right? Jonas, anyway, I mean, it seems like a reoccurring theme. I'm going to let make you – have uh, allow you to have the call on the last call.
3: All right. Tavares, you are in North Carolina. Last chance to save the nation against R.J. Bell. Tavares, go ahead.
7: <laughs> hey, uh, man, these, these are young bulls. These are young guys. They they're making millions. They love to play basketball. The roof is not caving in on them. Who's to say that they're not going to be explosive in year five? These are young guys. The Pelicans made a mistake. Anthony Davis is on the bench. The guys that the Lakers were offering are better than the that the better the, better than the the product that the Pelicans are putting out now.
4: Well, I agree with that. The Lakers gave up a lot. I mean, the real question here is what the Pelicans are thinking, and I don't know enough to know, right? Sometimes you just don't have the inside info to know. But what I could say on the Lakers' side, it seems like the whole point of this season was to see what they had. And listen, I don't critique basketball anywhere near as well as Magic Johnson. If Magic was willing to give them all up, that means that they probably None of them are worth saving, at least for the Lakers' goal to win a title in the next couple years. Okay, it's official. Victory! (laughs) I mean, we'll do this now and again, Jonas. I mean, (laughs) but this one wasn't even difficult. When we come back in just one minute, we're going to do the same thing, probably with less passion, because I'm a little more I want to hear what the boys think, but we're going to break down the East because it's as competitive as it's been in decades.
3: That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. To recap
7: a busy NBA trade deadline day, the Toronto Raptors did get Grizzlies center Marcus Saul in a deal today. In, a ch- in exchange for Gasol, Memphis will receive Jonas Valanciunas, Dylan Wright, CJ Miles, and a second-round pick. Raptors will take on the Hawks. No Kawhi Leonard tonight. Sixers are sending first overall pick of the 2017 draft, Markel Fultz, to the Orlando Magic. Pelicans didn't trade Anthony Davis, but they did deal Nikola, Nikola Mirotic to the Bucks in a deal that will also involve the Pistons. Knicks are waving goodbye to Wesley Matthews and Ennis Cantor. As for the Lakers, ESPN says the team is expected to consider signing free agent forward Carmelo Anthony after today's trade deadline. Heisman Trophy winning QB, Kyla Murray, has the NFL Scouting Combine on his to-do list. He was placed on the official list of participants for the Combine that starts Tuesday, February 26th. By the way, spring training for the A's starts next week. Hall of Fame player and former manager Frank Robinson died today at the age of 83. The Phillies acquired all-star catcher JT Realmuto in a deal with the Marlins in exchange for four players. In golf, first round of the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Brian Gay as a share of the lead right now with Scott Langley at seven under par. Phil Mickelson in a group one shot back at minus six. And this just in from the NFL Network, the Arizona Cardinals reached a three-year deal with cornerback Robert Alford who was recently released by the Atlanta Falcons. Back to you guys.
3: Thanks, Dan. We are straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have best bets and a look ahead to a doubleheader in the NBA on TNT. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
4: Great energy the first uh, half hour of the show, Jonas. If you missed it, a lot of Lakers passion, debate, podcasts available. All you do is go to your favorite pod player, Search for RJ Bell, look for Straight Out of Vegas, free to subscribe. And oh, by the way, those that are thinking, oh, I couldn't get through, or Jonas didn't take my call, or hey, I don't call, but I'll tweet at RJ in Vegas. Anyone that makes a compelling case, reply to me and we'll read it on air tomorrow. Guys, the <laughs> trades that did happen were involving Eastern Conference
3: teams. In the NBA, Marcus All is headed to Toronto as the Raptors acquire the veteran big man from Memphis. Nikolai Miritich is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks on his way from New Orleans. And of course, Tobias Harris, and we discussed this earlier in the week, is now a member of the Philadelphia 76ers after they pulled off a multiplayer trade with the LA Clippers. So RJ, what does Vegas make of the Eastern Conference after deadline has passed?
4: Yeah, this is another one. Let's go roundtable, baby, here in Vegas. Fez, I'll let you lead off. NBA originator, Steve Fezik.
5: What's your main? Let's go one take at a time. The parody in the East is unprecedented. Right now in the NBA, Golden State's the best team. Well, the second, third, fourth, and fifth best teams are all in the East. When was the last time we said that, RJ? And they're all close together in terms of title odds, Boston, Philly, Toronto, Milwaukee. I got to tell you. I think Boston's the best of the four, but it's really close, as close as, as I've ever seen a conference top four teams.
4: Okay, so odds I saw from a day or two ago, and uh, Brad, maybe you can give me the updates as you see him. So I saw Boston about 10 to 1 to win the title, Toronto 10 to 1, Milwaukee 12 to 1, Philly 19 to 1. So
5: what are we seeing? Uh, a big upgrade for whom? Yeah, big upgrade for Philly. The, they got Tobias Harris, who was the best upgrade of all these trades. So. And let's quickly talk about this. We did
4: yesterday, but very quickly, for this year, they gave away a ton in the future for value this year. So for this year, it's an up arrow for the
5: Sixers. For midterm, term, down arrow. But for this year, it does improve them. Absolutely. Hey, they got the Clippers' best player, and the Clippers were projected to make the playoffs, RJ.
4: Yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay. Um, so we are agreeing. So right now we're saying Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, Philly, throw them in a, throw them in a hamper. And and it's, I mean, I hear you like Boston by a smidge, Fez, but if I said you take the bet, you get the first pick, right? You would take Boston. Absolutely. To win the East. Experience in coaching. Yes. And if you would force me to pick one of the four, which would be the one you think has the least chance of the big four in the East? Who would you force me to take? Philly. All right. So if I had Philly, your number four team, you had Boston, your number one team, what would be the fair odds in your mind? What plus money would I have to get?
5: I think it should be about plus 150.
4: Okay. So you're saying that the fourth team and the first team are being split by the difference between plus 100 and plus 150. Yeah, they're still real close. Wow, interesting. Brad,
6: any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the really only mover was the Bucks from 12 to 1, right around to 10 to 1, RJ. Everyone else is right dead, even like Fez has been saying. Future odds for the overall NBA title. All four of those teams sitting right around 10 to 1.
5: Now, what's fascinating about the Bucs is I actually power rating, RJ, right now, have the Bucs the best team in the East in terms of day-to-day games right now, but the Bucks are lacking in key playoff experience, and I think it will be a case where I don't think they're going to get better in the playoffs, and I do think the Celtics, with that experience, will be better in the playoffs. And
6: it's important to note, the biggest mover is the 76ers. Shop line for them a couple days ago, 76ers were 19-1, to 1, now 76ers 10-1. to 1. That was the biggest one. So when you
4: said biggest move in the last 24 hours, Milwaukee in the last couple of days, Sixers. Yes. Okay. Now, Fezzik said something buried in there that we're going to pull out and examine quickly, which is power ratings in the NBA regular season are different than the postseason. Sometimes it's driven by experience, sometimes it's driven what percentage of 100% can we expect from a team in a given random night during the regular season? So, Golden State would be the most extreme example. The Cavs last season would have been an extreme example. What you, could, what you could expect on a Tuesday in February, very different than Game 7 of a playoff series. A lot of teams, and even the Spurs in their heyday, you're going to get about the same in the regular season and the playoffs. So this year, Golden State's a team there'd be a big upgrade for in the playoffs. Who's another team? The Celtics are the clear-cut other team. They're basically. See, I would disagree with that. Really? I would think the depth of the Celtics in the regular season, how deep their rotation is, makes them even a more effective team in the regular season because depth matters so much in the playoffs. It matters a lot less. And if you really look at the strength of the Celtics, it's not how great one through six is; it's how great they are one through nine. You would think that would be the case. Well, they, I do. I, I wouldn't think. I do think. But
5: they've been scuffling along. They only outscored their Oh, so opponent. it's because
4: they're not doing well this year. Yes. Oh, wow. Short-term thinking from <laughs> Fezzik. Not judging it? Well, kind of. When we come back, we're going to give you the two favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Yes, it's day four. We're down to the two favorites. Plus, everything you need to know to watch sports on TV tonight. That's coming up next. He's RJ
3: Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you always wanted, and it's money-making time next here
0: on Fox Sports Radio.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
3: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We've been doing it all week. Our look ahead to the favorites to win Super Bowl 54. And then there were two. R.J. Bell, voice of Vegas.
4: Yes, the two favorites left. We've gone up arrow, down arrow. If you haven't listened, it's on the podcast and such. Tomorrow, I think maybe we'll run them down real quick and do a quick recap on each. We got... The In different books, we'll have different things. So let's start with Kansas City. I think this one's obvious. It's a young team. The, the theory is Mahomes handled fresh. Uh, you know, it, he was in situations inexperienced quarterbacks usually struggle. I mean, think about it. Went to New England. Went to the Los Angeles Rams. The two Super Bowl teams. And only lost by a total of six points in those games. Right? Almost beat the Patriots I know they they were favored but boy in the playoffs for a first year starter against Belichick that just shows you how much pessimism there was about the Patriots more so than optimism about Kansas City entering that game I just maybe the question should be Fez can can you even make the case it's not up arrow or is it clear Kansas City getting better
5: it's pretty clear. The only concern would be Mahomes, a possible sophomore slump, but I don't what see it happening. What does that
4: even mean? I saw, who's the last quarterback that had a sophomore
5: slump? It's been a while.
4: So you're just like – Dak just, Prescott. Is it, Dak, do, you have Dak. Like, do you have like a, a book of cliches?
5: Dak Prescott.
4: Wouldn't it be funny if he actually pulled out a book and he said a book of sports <laughs> cliches and, and it was dog ear to the sophomore slump? Take it one game at a time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I would have been great. It would have been like, well, listen, I have two concerns. One, sophomore slump. Two, will the Chiefs take it one game at a time? Only
5: God knows.
4: That,
6: KC,
5: that KCD is very likely to get even better. It just wasn't very good last year.
6: Yeah, and I think an upgraded defense coordinator getting rid of the nothing against 74-year-olds, but it looked like the game had passed Sutton by their defense coordinator.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. Up arrow, Chiefs second favorite, first favorite in some spots.
3: Uh, next, guys, uh, we have the New England Patriots, the favorite to win Super Bowl fifty-four.
4: Now, I, you know, I'm not going to give mine away. I usually give mine. Let's do a quick round table. Up arrow, down arrow, flat, fez, down arrow. All right, that's enough, Brad. Flat, flat, up arrow. <laughs> Did you look at the draft choices? Twelve of them. I mean, you let Belichick restock like this, cheap. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a, a, a like a splash sign, not a splash signing, but one of those like, you know, third best wide receivers in the NFL on a pretty decent one-year deal type signings, maybe, or even a multi-year deal. The only possible way you could say the other than Brady, other than Brady. Can anyone make the case down arrow Patriots? No. So it's all about Brady's age. Yes. Now, how would you say the last? Mm, let's just go in the playoffs. If you add it up, how many quarterbacks? I get it. He he wasn't great in the Super Bowl. I get it. Okay. But if you look at the three playoff games with Brady, how many quarterbacks would you bet would have played better in that spot? Less than five. So you're saying the Patriots have the sixth best quarterback in the NFL based on the end of the season against the best competition, but that's why they're
5: getting worse. Quarterbacks fall off the cliff at 41-42.
4: Now, just answer soberly just the number. How many years has it been that you've been talking about Brady falling off a cliff? Four and a half. At At least you're honest. Brad, we have two... ESPN games, but they're not great games. You've got literally 12 seconds on each.
6: Yeah, Penn State at Ohio State situational advantage for the Buckeyes. Lean Ohio State minus 6.5. They got two extra days rest back-to-back home games for the Buckeyes. Lean Ohio State minus 6.5. Go, go, go. Iowa and Indiana is the second game. Lean on Iowa plus 2. To me, it's all about not trusting Indiana. Indiana's off their best performance of the season. The bigger sample size says, hey, this is a bad Indiana team. They had lost seven straight games prior to that. Lean Iowa plus too
3: brad powers guys we've got a double header on tnt in the nba we start with one of the great rivalries in sports it's the lakers at the celtics tipping off a little over an hour from now boston a nine point favorite on pregame.com
4: so faz this is all about the mentality of the lakers
5: yep i lean boston minus the nine and i think the lakers are discouraged the attitude is disrupted lean boston all right here's the question though
4: what would this line had been if the Lakers were 100%, no mental distractions, nothing? Boston minus seven and a half. So it's seven and a half to nine, and that's it. And you, so all this talk about all these distractions and it's a one and a half point
5: adjustment the first game? Yes. <laughs> it seems like you should love the Celtics here. Yeah, the Lakers just had such a god awful, horrible performance last game. It is a bounce back spot.
4: Okay, so you're saying on one hand they were so embarrassed. All right, one more NBA game.
3: After the Lakers and Celtics on TNT, it's the Spurs and the Trailblazers.
5: Portland, a six-point favorite at home. I really like the under, 226 in this game. Both Oh, teams, wait, so NBA total? Total. Both oh, teams oh, are hardcore. Two defenses <laughs> embarrassed last game, and in particular, the Spurs gave up 141 points against Golden State. RJ, it's the most points the Spurs have given up in regulation time since 1990. Pop is going to be angry, emphasize defense. So total points under how many? Under 226. And who's playing? We got Portland, and we got San
4: Antonio. So for the 19- Listeners out there who are betting NBA totals, Fez is your hero. For the other 300,000, well, on Twitter, you can complain. It's at Fezzik Sports, F E Z Z I K. Tell them, come on, Fezzik. Give us a pick that we can enjoy. (laughs) We know you've got a mansion and a yacht, but what about our mansion and yacht? If you missed any of today's show, you can check out
3: the podcast on FoxSportsRadio.com. The Odd Couple is next here. We are straight out of Vegas. Back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!